0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Soapbox Reviews, Ruby. I am, of course, your host, Soapbox Bill, and this is a new venture between me and my good friend, General War Thunder. War Thunder, say hello to everybody.
1: Hello, everybody.
0: And as the title suggests, we are reviewing this season of Ruby. This is season seven of Ruby, and... I'm just going to say this before we uh, get into the actual first episode. Fucking called it. You'll see what I called later on. But (laughs) yeah, there's a moment that I called straight out of the gate that was going to happen this season. And I'm glad they got it out of the way in the first episode. But um, yeah, let's get into episode one. The picks up. Literally right where the last episode left us off, with the girls just well, not girls because Ren, Crow, and uh, John are there, but yeah, the everyone's uh making yeah, their way into happen. Atlas. And uh, speaking of Crow, uh, new voice actor, we're not gonna get into the whole Vic Manana like all those allegations things on this, we're just gonna focus on what. This guy did for his voice actor, and this is Jason Librick who uh, I know mostly as Mordecai from Borderlands, and uh, if you're thinking about like a drunk, tired, old soldier-type character, I think he fits. I, I think he did uh, a good job voicing Crow in this first episode, and, and in episode two as well. Uh, what do you think, War Thunder?
1: I am no real actual opinion i never kept up with whatever happened with vic and like the same as you i only know him from borderlands and i liked him i think he was only in two and three right he wasn't in the first one yeah he
0: wasn't in the first one he's he's yeah. done a few other things what other things has he done he's been uh able in street fighter 4 so he's done a lot of game acting phase and in... oh he was in star ocean wait he was phase and in... oh I, like I never finished Star Ocean. I started it, but. There's I there's like it. seven, so. Uh, we're getting mm-hmm. off topic. Okay, back to Ruby. Back to Ruby. Okay. Um, the girls are making their way into Atlas. The uh, Atlas air control Key them, Hey, go to this launch bay. And they're like, fuck, if we go to this launch bay, uh, we're going to end up getting arrested. So they ditch it and mantle the city beneath Atlas. And. This is the first didn't time we're Cordova seeing like the difference between, go? I'm sorry.
1: Didn't Cordova say that she was going to let them go? So why are they being arrested in the first place?
0: Uh, They don't know that if Cordovan actually did that. And I don't remember Cordovan saying she'd do that either. Cause um, what? she's kind I'm of right. a Cordovan's kind of a cunt and I'm surprised they didn't throw her under the bus uh, later on in episode two, but we'll get to that little scene later but i guess
1: it's more of an assumption since you know she let them go with a stolen ship She would, you know say something like oh yeah don't worry you won't be arrested as soon as you enter the kingdom
0: yeah but we're also led to believe that communications aren't really working so i doubt she'd be able to get a message to atlas ahead of the the teams actually getting there send a messenger hawk i think an airship's faster than a messenger hawk yeah i know all
1: right right. okay and then time for the elephant in the room
0: yeah they uh they ditch and mantle they go over to uh this scientist slash dr pietro who has a very very um Obvious bow that he wears as a tie. It's it's a it, it's a very particular bow, and this <laughs> I'm like oh okay um this oh. is the guy who won made uh made a god I'm forgetting on names. Uh, Oh, God. Uh, Maria. Maria. Who made Maria's eyes. Uh, And we find out he also made Yang's new arm. And his daughter told them, told him all about Team Ruby, her great friends, and her daughter and his daughter's Penny.
1: Yeah, in case, in case that wasn't obvious, there's, like, a whale that they focus on on his bookshelf, like, throughout the entire scene he's in. Like, yeah, there
0: are, yeah, there are a lot of uh, Pinocchio references in this. Yeah, like,
1: no use being subtle. I'm just going to have a bat called Symbolism. I'm going to bash it over your face with it.
0: Yeah, well, hell, all the characters in Ruby, or at least most of them, are allusions to different fairy tales. And we already knew that uh, Pietro Polentina was essentially Geppetto.
1: Geppetto.
0: Yeah. I mean, the only way they could have made that any, like, more clear was if they actually named him Geppetto. Or gave
1: him glasses and surrounded him with puppets.
0: Yeah, well, he does have the little, like, nose glasses type things, but...
1: Mm, I will say this, though. Um, I don't know his real name, but uh, he plays uh, Lee from The Walking Dead. He was in Fallout New Vegas. I like him as a voice actor. He's very... Yeah, he's got talented. the... Let's let's see who that is. Who's... Uh... I think it's Dave Fenoy. I think. I don't...
0: Let's see what Google says to me. I don't need Pietro Valentine, I need uh, Ruby, okay. Or
1: you can look up, like I said, Lee from The Walking Dead.
0: And it gives me pennies. Okay, let's see. Google, I don't need you to do that to me. No, he's the that's the voice of Ozpin. What the hell?
1: <laughs> I'm going to give you every name except the one you're looking for.
0: Yeah, what the hell? Hey, Pawantina. Okay, let the... See, I'm to Where the...
1: Because yep. this okay. is now going to bug me. Yeah, I was right. His name's Dave Finoy.
0: Yeah, Dave Fennoy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he has. Yeah, he has this very like. Um... Like kind old man, like understanding. Like a father, like this kind of father figure voice to him.
1: Well, except for one role that he did, but that's, we're getting off topic.
0: Well, in this role. Yeah, in this role, yeah. This he, role they he's picked a... a really
1: good voice actor for Geppetto, and yeah.
0: Yeah, and then uh, the girls fight some, uh, some Grimm mm-hmm. that are assaulting the city of Mantle. Penny shows up. Does this ridiculous Sal? You tations and tackles ruby which nice bit of levity and it's good to see penny's exuberance back in full force
1: I, i disagree with this no i do well okay yes i agree with the behavior but i do not like that she is the same penny like it it bugs me it aggravates me to no level that that she's just, oh yeah, uh, the Colosseum, it just floated back and we rebuilt her. Same memories, everything. Oh. Like, so her death in Volume 3 means nothing now. She's not a new model. She doesn't remember anybody. She's just... Same well, anybody she, she
0: remembers everybody, but we don't know how much of her memories were recovered. We just know that she remembers her interactions with Ruby. I know, but that's what I'm
1: saying. Though it's just uh, now her death in Volume Three makes no has no emotional impact. If she had, if she was like a brand new model and didn't know any of them, or if she was like a backup and she only remembers maybe a few things, fine. But she's Mm -hmm. just the same old Penny, and that just annoys me. Uh, And also. There was a scene, I think it was before this, where uh, where Weiss throws a guy into a dumpster.
0: Ah, yeah, it's the smack talking dude, drunk dude in mantle. Yes, a drunk says,
1: "Uh, he calls Blake stupid, so I'm gonna throw. I'm going to assault him and possibly alert the authorities to you know my location because that was smart."
0: Ah. I am living to I'm willing to let go, let a lot of that kind of shit go, because after the kind of days they've had, I'd be in a kind of cross. I'm not going to take shit attitude either.
1: Well, I mean, if they're supposed to be keeping a low profile, you know, breaking cameras and throwing people into dumpsters really isn't low profile.
0: Like, yeah, well, it, they're also kids. Like, it, well,
1: immediately do something not smart.
0: Well, they're also kids, so it's not like, you know, these aren't highly trained special forces people. This is, like, a ragtag bunch of kids trying to do their best. And... Uh, except they
1: sort of are. Like if you go to, uh, you know, your if you go to, like, pretty much Beacon at 17, and your middle school, Signal, or whatever the preliminaries are in the other kingdoms, You've been training pretty much since you were a child to be a fighter.
0: You yeah, be pretty but
1: well trained and stuff.
0: Yeah, but fighting Grimm is different from, say, covert infiltration ops. Those nah, right, those yeah. are two very different monsters. That's like taking a guy who is trained in frontline army warfare and expecting them to do the job of a Navy SEAL. It's totally unrealistic. expect that kind of uh performance but we're getting off track back to the episode (laughs) uh speaking of special forces apparently atlas has special forces and they take down the whole team crow included in about three seconds with bolos and yeah, they're like bolo chain wrap things. They there's probably a specific term for that type, but whatever doesn't matter. Take down the whole team and be like, "Haha, you're our prisoners now." Yeah, we got an unauthorized airship making an unauthorized landing, an unauthorized gun. Like, does this guy freaking love like the word unauthorized just to be like, "Yes, I am so much better than you." Like, uh I, I, I did not like this. These, uh, yeah, these for, Atlas as far as guys. As introductions goes,
1: this was a pretty bad intro
0: to Yeah, them. this is like, oh, it's not on Cordovan level because I hate her. But this is like, okay, I'm hoping these guys get their comeuppance. I'm hoping that Ruby and Weiss and Blake and them all get to stab them. But, um, they don't. And um, that ends episode one. They get carted off uh, to jail. Episode two starts. Um, They're being carted off, but they end up in an airship with this guy. I didn't go into the script to find out what his name was. I don't really care. I didn't bother either. He's just basically giving out like, yeah, Mantle, like there's this woman and she's going to do stuff and blah, 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 blah. Like, setting up for um what was this Robin Hood? yeah robin hood, robin hood and his name, yeah and her happy huntresses what what was the uh, actual character's no, name
1: that, oh the character name yeah but i thought you were talking about the uh, happy
0: huntresses. yeah there's that it's so-and-so in the happy huntresses let's see here it's written down here somewhere i did take notes Uh, Ro- Yeah, Ro- her name is Robin. Mm-hmm. Robin, oh, Robin and her happy it. huntresses. I'm like... Or happy hunters. I'm like... Okay, that's a little... That's a little on the nose, but... <laughs> See what I mean? A bat named Symbolism. <laughs> yeah, well... At least it's not fate levels of... These characters actually are Robin Hood and Hercules and whatever, but it 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 plays with the motifs and mm-hmm. uh, like setting up her backstory in a way that isn't like, ha! I am Robin. I am taking from the rich and like watching some him like Robin pontificate as if we're watching uh, men in tights, mm-hmm. right? good movie i recommend people watch it but not a serious money it movie it is a very silly movie oh yeah yeah but um i can speak
1: in a british accent
0: <laughs> let's not go down this path let's not go down this path okay no, we're getting on topic again hey, we should call this the tangent show because we keep going off on tangents uh yeah, they end up not getting taken to jail when they get taken to the airship while this guy's pontificating about uh the righteousness of his um his actions when he threw a brick at a car. Which yeah, you, you you're being arrested for that. Yeah. But they end up taking them to uh, Atlas Academy, and they get to meet with Ironwood, and it's like okay, so we could have just done this and skipped the whole trying to sneak around Mantle thing? What the hell? (laughs) And everybody's just kind of like, they're nervous about meeting him. Up until the point where they see him, Penny, and Winter. Winter looks at the guards and says, you have 10 seconds to get them out of those. Before I hurt you. Before I hurt you. The guards take two seconds of shock, like... What? what? And, take him off. and then they take him off. And uh, Winter has harsh words with Weiss when she finds out that they stole an airship.
1: For about a, maybe,
0: what, five seconds? Yeah, for about five seconds before Weiss hugs her. So it's a very good way to shut up on a relative when they're angry at you. But, um, yeah, they find out uh, what... The general's plan is uh, that he plans to tell the whole world about Salem and that uh, he has upgraded the codes for Atlas, but not for Mantle, as we find out later, which is dumb. (laughs) And uh, the general has no excuse of being a teenager, young adult, like you're the head of the fucking military, you should know not about this kind of stuff.
1: Well, we need a plot somehow.
0: Yeah, we need a plot somehow, but I mean, I'm fairly certain, like, they have no idea that it's Watts who betrayed Atlas and caused the whole Black Queen virus and everything that went down at the Fall of Beacon. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Otherwise, they'd be like, okay, we need to rewrite this entire script and all this computer code. But that didn't happen. And Penny gets to take the girls around and they we get a few more lines slightly less douchey lines from uh, a bit of a more proper introduction to the uh, members of the Aesops. And sort of, sort of uh, it gives them a bit more character than just like these guys are douches and asshats, and you are going to hate them. I still don't like them very much, but I'm at least... The reintroduction to them in episode two makes me be like, okay, I'll withhold judgment a little bit. I'll see what more these characters have. And then we get, uh, as the final scene, Watts and Tyrion have infiltrated Mantle because of fucking course they have. And Watts is just strolling around the place, and all the tech just does whatever he wants it to do, because that wouldn't raise any suspicions at all.
1: Also, dead body and wherever they were hiding.
0: Yeah, uh, though that's Tyrion more so.
1: Oh, one thing we forgot: uh, Ruby lies to
0: Ironwood. Oh yeah, sweet dear little Ruby lies through her fucking teeth. (laughs) I
1: don't understand why, though. It's like, what the hell? Like, is this supposed to be more set up? Like, this is not really something you should do.
0: Yeah, I think... I think after the whole Ironwood placing everything on lockdown, not really taking care of the people in Mantle, like, she sees how deteriorated the situation has gotten in Atlas... And also Crow telling her, I'm not even sure if we should trust Winter, if we should trust Ironwood. So Mm -hmm. she's being super cautious in that regards with uh, what they learned and uh, because she doesn't know how much Ironwood knows of uh, of Ozpin's past. I don't think anybody
1: knows his true past except for them.
0: Yeah. Or, the, or Salem's true past.
1: I mean, they go hand in hand, but yeah.
0: Yep. But it's... um. Uh... Oh yeah, and we also find out that the Winter Maiden is an old woman.
1: Again, it's like, Volume 3 never happened. Just like, oh, old people can't become maidens.
0: Well, she probably became a maiden when she was young and now she's old people age war thunder is what happens
1: <laughs> like
0: so this is someone who has been a maiden for a long time and like
1: you know a question that I can't and that I'm always been asking is why didn't they just give Amber's powers to Glinda because it it clearly doesn't matter how old a person is or if they're like a true maiden or not. And, you know, Raven had a
0: fucking kid. Yeah, I don't know either. But, uh, hold on, gotta plug in my headphones because they're dying. There we go. Uh, yeah, I don't know why they gave it to Glinda. Um, the cynical part of me wants it to be like, okay, Ospin wanted it in someone young who could. Uh, who he could train and mold because I think because I'm because in fanfiction I always had canon Ospin is not necessarily being the best guy, kinda manipulative, but that's that's fanfiction headcanon. But,
1: but again that doesn't make sense because Glinda is already on his side. She's he's already trained and molded her to follow him. So why would he need another one? give it to the one you already have.
0: I think it's because she would be too obvious. Like, of course he would give the powers to his number two. And we haven't even seen Glinda since Volume 3.
1: so We have no idea what she's doing. Well, that's because uh, the voice actress for her isn't part of the team anymore, so...
0: Yeah, that happens in shows sometimes when, uh, (laughs) actors come and go and, yeah. But, uh, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to this season. I'm, uh, I have my niggles, but I am able to enjoy it a good bit. Like, I do, I am finding these first couple of episodes enjoyable And the girls are all going to get an upgrade. That was something that was said at the end of uh, episode two as well. Mm -hmm. Though, if the opening is anything to go by, Blake doesn't get like a new weapon. She just reforges her old one, Mm -hmm. which wasted opportunity if that's the case. But they might surprise me. It might be a red herring.
1: I'm going to make it yellow and black.
0: I doubt it, but I think that uh, Yang's arm is going to have to get fixed. Because it still still has those uh, slash marks on it. And that's going to need to get fixed.
1: That's so funny, though. Just, you painted it. You
0: vandalized my work. You painted it. Like, I don't think he was that upset about it. But he was like, why? She was
1: definitely surprised.
0: He was surprised, but. I mean, come on. It w- she would have wanted it to fit her color scheme. But, uh. Yeah, um. And we're probably going to get uh, some scenes with the schnees. Uh, with. Um, Jacques and Whitley. Uh Wonder... Hopefully winter
1: too because
0: we haven't seen well we've seen winter already I was saying the ones I, we I mean seen between that. winter and
1: between winter and her father because we haven't had anything like that yeah especially how in volume 4 how he basically blames James for stealing her away from him we haven't seen any uh conflict between them
0: yeah that's I'm hoping that this arc doesn't go immediately into the Invasion of Atlas type thing. I'm hoping that it gives the characters a time to breathe, a time to catch their breath, and get a little bit more like actual character moments rather than going from situation to situation. Like More actual character building is what I'm hoping we get.
1: Yeah. All I know is it's going to be a lot about a lot of the development will be for Weiss. Considering you know, the intro turns the name of the show white, and Jacques and Whitley are in the intro and in the first episode or like in the first scene. She's worried about being taken back to her father. Yeah,
0: considering Atlas is her home, I'd be very much surprised if they didn't. Spend a good bit of time character building with Weiss. Like I, it,
1: I'm not, I'm not saying that uh, that there won't be. I'm just saying that this is probably going to be 90% of it.
0: I wouldn't say 90% of it, but because uh, you also got to build up Robin and a lot of uh, a lot of the other characters as well. Reintroducing Penny, which I'm actually surprised that. Like the rest of Team Juniper didn't like go bug eyed about that because they watched Pira murder this girl. Mm-hmm. Like I'm surprised there's there wasn't any reaction there from there, unless except for Nora who was like, "Now I just have like a million more questions." But that's just Nora being Nora. But yeah, that could have been handled better. Well, they
1: had uh, a reaction, but it wasn't anything like that. It was just... Uh, Alright, John said something. Ren said something. Crow says something. And scene's over.
0: Yeah. Uh, fuck. One of the... In one of our Ruby Discord, somebody posted, like, some Penny X Whitley, like, Shepard, and I'm just, like, cringing, like, no... No sweet penny with that jackass. <laughs> but uh, what do you think overall for these two episodes? Meh.
1: I mean, I knew it. I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody called it, but I'm still disappointed. I mean, I was I was walking in going to be disappointed, and I was, so pretty much
0: this is something that's always like fascinated me about the Ruby fan base. And I use that term loosely. It's like so many members like try and like hate on the writers or say, Oh, it could have been so much better, but like one hindsight is 2020 and two, like you have no idea what goes on in production behind the scenes I, I, I work in TV so I have at least some semblance of an idea but mm-hmm. there's probably a lot of stuff behind the scenes that uh, can cause a lot of issues especially with uh, direction and development and that kind of stuff but it, I never understood why some people were so hard on the writers like just because it's not exactly what you wanted it to be to be doesn't mean like you can't enjoy it, but they love. But people love niggling at it, and I'm like, why, why? You're watching this in order to try and find joy in it. <laughs> why, why do you? Why are you trying to hate it as well? What? It, it just doesn't well, make sense to me. Well,
1: it's just like you said. You watch it to find joy, but when you don't find the joy, what's left? Hmm.
0: It just seems like so many people, like, watch it and instead of appreciating it for what it is, like, go looking for things that are wrong and things to niggle at. And then blow it out of proportions and say the writers are crap. And I'm like, well, if you're... Like, I just don't get it.
1: Well, I, uh... I mean, obviously, I just... (laughs) i just niggled at the show but it's not i don't know how to, to explain it it's not like i don't like want to like attack them like i don't go out of my way to do it i literally watch the show and that's my opinion i'm not like most of the people who will literally like tweet and like write stuff to the writers saying that they're terrible i just watch it and that's my opinion but
0: yeah, the the one thing that pisses me off the most is the people who say like oh Monty would have done it better, like this is oh, shit, this isn't what Monty wanted to do that. Like, shut your goddamn mouth. You never met Monty a day in your life, and these writers were with him from day one. You have no room to talk. But uh well, I met him at RTX.
1: So did I. What's your point? That doesn't mean you knew everything. That doesn't mean you read his mind while you met him for the ten seconds you took a selfie with him.
0: Yeah, like... Miles and Carrie, like, they have been on this project before, like, the first trailer went out. And Monty, as... Like, this was his vision, but he wasn't a writer. He was an animator. Mm -hmm. And a damn good one. But a lot of the writing is Miles and Carrie. So if anyone should be writing this story, it's them. They've been in it since day one. I'm sure directors and producers have changed hands for different episodes, different seasons, and that can show. And there's also been the shift in like what technology and techniques they're using to animate it. And that shows... Because we, volume one, the episodes were seven, maybe ten minutes long. Maybe. Now we've got, like, 18, 20-minute episodes, almost like full-length TV air episodes. Which uh, shows a great increase in production, and the production value of it has increased as well. hmm so, like... yeah, there's a lot of things about Ruby that people either like will niggle on or they love, they hate, or I, I like some parts of the community I just don't get. but, um, I'm predicting for episode three we're going to get the obligatory weapon reforging... Upgrades scene, probably a montage of them shopping and getting their new looks, and then maybe some training with the Aesops, and maybe some talking.
1: Yeah, I don't really know what to like, expect from. Uh... I don't think Ruby Rewind is still around, but yeah, I would watch that for the sneak peek of the next episode.
0: Yeah, I think, I think Chad might be voicing one of the Aesop's agents, and since he's, like, the main host of the show, (laughs) they had to cancel it. I think, what, let me see, uh, let's see, uh, what he, fuck you. Eh was also the co-host side scrollers yeah it doesn't say but he might um cuz in one of the uh, bloopers for death battle he said something about uh about being uh, going in for a like an audition for mm-hmm. something and he probably and they bleeped it out because he couldn't talk about it but i'm guessing he's like in ruby voicing some role and because of that like they had to cancel it
1: well i have to leave so
0: uh all right then well great talking to you uh, we'll see everybody next week for the for our next episode Of soapbox uh, reviews, (laughs) soapbox reviews, Ruby, soapbox Ruby review, some words. But uh, until then, Mm. thank you everybody for tuning in, and you have an excellent day. Godspeed, everyone.